Hey, soul sister or brother. Welcome to my podcast series called Voice of Choice Conversations. This podcast is in support of every human who's waking up to their greatness and embracing their messy and imperfect transformational journey, including myself. I'll be releasing new episodes twice a month, and each episode will connect us to each other through the power of our stories, our challenges, our heartbreaks, and our triumphs. It's a container for my voice, my truth, and my story, which is also your voice, your truth, and your story, because we are all connected. Each episode will explore a concept, a skill, or an idea, which creates momentum on our journey of personal growth and spiritual expansion. So I hope you will subscribe, download, and share through Spotify or through my closed Facebook group, Voice of Choice Conversations. Who knows, maybe we have an interview in our future. Welcome to another episode of Soul Conversations with Mia. Today is a fun one. It's about whether your ego is your amigo or not. And it's a powerful piece of our healing journey and our expansion and our exploration because ego is a part of every one of us and it can work with us or it can sometimes work against it. Why is my ego my best friend when all she does is limit my experiences, my relationships and my current reality? Who is she and how did she come to take up so much real estate in my head without actually being approved for a mental mortgage? She's essentially a freeloader with a lot to say and no apparent income. Have you ever noticed how some of your closest relationships can sometimes also be your most toxic? This is how it can be with ego, although it doesn't actually have to be that way. Here's the thing about ego. He or she or it began to form at precisely the same time that you started to realize there was something wrong with you. When you were six, maybe six, and your teacher told you that you're way behind the other kids and you need to try harder, or that you were too sensitive, or maybe you were eight and your dad left and you never saw him again, or you were seven and the priest told you that you'd go to hell for your sins if you didn't confess them. I mean, seriously, what the hell kind of sins does a seven-year-old have? Uh, But that's a whole other conversation. Or when you were 16 and had sex for the first time and then you're called a slut or easy or irresponsible. Maybe you failed grade nine, you were picked last all the time, you were called names, you were left out, hurt, betrayed, judged, ridiculed. Maybe you were 13 and your mom passed away. You get what I'm saying. All of these things create an impact. And this is the point when the tiny human begins to realize everything that he or she thought was true was just a fairy tale. Everything she believed about herself and her potential started to be extinguished and in its place the egoic persona began to form. The persona which creates very clever strategies of showing up in the world to minimize hurt and shame and pain. And these strategies begin to form a crusty wound around your heart and your voice and your power to protect you from future hurt and shame and pain. They change how you show up in friendships and relationships and most importantly for yourself. And these strategies begin to form your fears and your limiting beliefs. The problem with these clever strategies is that they're actually not really very clever at all. 
In fact, they're very predictable when you, when you begin to notice or recognize them in yourself and in others. And a few of these may sound very familiar. So how about the perfectionism or procrastinator? Or the perfectionistic procrastinator? Or self-doubt and limiting beliefs? Maybe it's a fear of failure or even more interestingly, a fear of success. Control, an addiction to being right, staying silent, maybe watching from the sidelines. That's a very popular one, very common one. Avoidance, maybe it's in the form of love or relationships or difficult conversations. People pleasing, lack of boundaries, big one, or priorities. Terrible, horrible self-talk. Addictions or numbing with food, alcohol, to-do lists, busyness, cleaning. Distractions, constantly talking without listening, narcissism, uh, addicted to image or seeking drama. Ego makes sure you play small, dim your light, silence your voice and hide. Or it may take the opposite stand and talk constantly with little actual knowledge of what is being said. Or it may be addicted to being right, arrogant, controlling, narcissistic and dedicated to creating creating an image that is not authentic. And if you'd like to do a short deep dive into authenticity, I'd recommend listening to the podcast episode um, before this one called How Authentic Are You? Really, it's very informative. So it could also be like the people-pleasing perfectionistic procrastinator. That could be ego. Regardless of how ego shows up, it was created to help you navigate life in a way that feels safe and comfortable with all your fears and emotions carefully protected, hidden, and avoided. It's only when we begin to shine a light on ego and make friends with it, does it begin to lose its power over us and instead becomes another tool in our human experience toolbox or our awareness toolbox. When we can bring it out of the shadows and into the light, we're actually able to see it as the wounded child that it is. Ego isn't something we need to fix or get rid of, and it's not bad. That would be akin to saying that your six-year-old or seven or eight-year-old self is broken and needs to be punished. But rather, she or he or it needs to be held and understood and loved. Because let's all agree, we aren't born narcissistic or controlling or angry or negative or addicted to whatever. We learn all of this. Ego's job is to keep you believing the story that is limiting your current reality and it wants to survive at all costs so it can be pretty sneaky about how to remain both loud and silent, powerful and subtle, hidden and glaringly obvious. Without the story, the limiting beliefs, the predictable strategies and the negative self-talk, the ego actually has no job. And without a job, it has no purpose. And with no purpose, it begins to die or more accurately to lose its power. So what if it's possible to use ego to support our desired reality instead of creating our current reality? How would that change the relationship? If we could actually connect and communicate with ego to serve our highest and greatest self, how much fun would that be? And you can. It begins by connecting with that six-year-old version of self and asking her, 
Uh, what do you need? Or what are you so afraid of? Or what hasn't been said? And what haven't you been recognized for? Then drop out of your head and into your heart so you can hear the answers to those powerful and important questions. Tap into that deep knowing and connect with your power and your voice and your intuition so you can understand her or him or it and invite her to join you on this human journey while at the same time gently kicking her out of the driver's seat. Tell her she can ride in the car seat, the baby car seat in the back or the back seat or shotgun but the keys are no longer in her hands. And if you would like more information on how to access your divine intuition, I've also created a podcast episode specifically called just that, Accessing Your Divine Intuition. So a lot of people find that helpful because they don't have any um, anywhere to start. Like I, I don't actually know how to start tapping into my intuition. So go ahead and listen to that podcast. That would be fun. So here's the cool thing about ego. Every egoic character trait has an antidote, which actually lives within a state of awareness and connection to self. And unless you are both, unless you are aware of both the character traits and the antidote, it's difficult to shift from a place of reaction to a place of mature and responsible response. There's a super cool theory called the stimulus and response theory that you can use to notice how ego and awareness affect this theory. And the theory goes like this. So you have a stimulus, whatever that stimulus might be, maybe it's your ex, maybe it's um, someone cutting in front of you with a vehicle, maybe it's a word, whatever the stimulus is, depending on how aware we are of our beingness, we're going to have a certain amount of time between the stimulus and the reaction. Now, here's the thing. The shorter the time is between the stimulus and the reaction, the more likely it's coming from ego. So instant knee jerk, angry, fight back, fight or flight, go, 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 go. One second from stimulus to reaction, chances are that's going to be ego driving the bus. Now, the more you practice living in a state of awareness and you can step back and see the whole thing for what it is, the more space that you create between the stimulus and the reaction, it actually becomes a response rather than a reaction. So taking a deep breath, deciding what's important, and responding from a place of awareness, chances are there's little to no ego involved. So the stimulus um, reaction theory, we can use it in all sorts of um, examples, but in this example, I love to use ego and awareness. So short, short response, ego, or it's not not gonna be a response, it's gonna be a reaction. Short reaction, ego, long, response time it's going to be a response so we're going to get back to the egoic antidotes and i'm going to give you a few examples of the characteristics of ego which this is something i actually do with most of my clients and there's almost 40 of them right here we're just going to do eight or ten but what i'd love for you to do is write them down 
and place a tick mark beside each one that you feel it shows up regularly in your life. Again, if you're not already a member of the closed Facebook group, uh, Voice of Choice Conversations, I would love to have you join us. And this is where you can communicate uh, some of this information with other people that are, are doing the same work. So if you feel called to it, go to Facebook and share with us which one of these uh, characteristics show up for you. So separate, wanting attention, fixing others, takes things personally, driven by fear, seeks approval, hides in shame, criticizes. So just a quick example of some of the characteristics of ego. Now here's the thing, I wanna give you the antidote. Because the antidote is actually more important than the egoic characteristic. So the antidote to separation is connection. And the antidote to wanting attention is paying attention. Fixing others is accepting others. Taking things personally is detached. Not aloof, but literally detached from the energy. Driven by fear is choosing from love. Seeks approval, the antidote is seeks the truth. Shame is self-love and criticizes is celebrates. Now, when you notice yourself starting to, let's say, take things personally, you have a new roadmap you can follow to change the reaction to the stimulus or change the path you choose or maybe even choose to simply not engage. So takes things personally is detached. So just stepping away, taking a deep breath and asking yourself, hmm, is this really all that important? One is ego, one is awareness. So I want to close this episode um, by sharing a, another very powerful formula, and it goes like this. Beliefs determine behaviors which influence relationships which affect results. So your values, your beliefs, your values, judgments, assumptions, and attitudes determine your behavior your style, openness, habits, skills, practices, and actions, which then influence your relationships, trust, rapport, collaboration, sharing, and connection. And this in turn affects your results, your outcome, impact, accountability, performance, etc., which then simply reinforces the belief and makes the story even more true. Now, when the beliefs, the judgments, values, and assumptions come from ego, the behavior is often rigid, stuck, critical, perfectionistic, separate, anxious, angry, just to name a few. This in turn influences and impacts relationships in a way that might be toxic, uncertain, unhealthy, limiting. And this affects the out outcome which then, of course, reinforces the belief and the story. And you can remove the relationship piece and just cut straight to the outcome. This is the power of ego. And unless you are familiar and understand and recognize ego, it's very difficult to make a change. Now, when the beliefs, judgments, values, and assumptions come from awareness, the behavior is often open and inclusive, connected, maybe peaceful and flowing, 
which influences and impacts the relationships in a way that would be considered healthy, open, compassionate, kind, authentic. And this affects the outcome, which then reinforces the belief and the desired reality. Again, remove the relationship piece if it doesn't apply. And this is the power of awareness. Here's a simple and common example, just a random one to throw up. So your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend texts you and the text reads, we need to talk. So from a place in ego, the person might immediately fall into a state of anxious fear about what they did wrong. So before the conversation even happens, they armor up with critical, angry and judgmental strategies, which create an energy of separation and anger and control. Obviously the likely, likely, the outcome is likely not going to be all that positive or fun. But what if the person came from a place of awareness? They may be curious, detached, open, and mindful, which would create the energy of calm curiosity, which would have a very different outcome. And meanwhile, let's just say all the person wanted was to let them know they had found like an expired credit card in their name uh, in a coat pocket and wanted to return it in case they were looking for it or needed it. So change the beliefs, change the behaviors, change the relationships, change the results. Ego awareness. I want to close the episode by sharing a really cool offer that I'm um, throwing out there to unleash the power within. And it's the, it's going to be for the first four people who reach out from this podcast episode, you're going to receive the opportunity to work with me for four sessions for $444, which is a savings of more than 600 bucks. So this invitation is only for individuals who are truly ready to release the ego and rise into their power. So if you're done with your excuses and you're a hundred percent committing, committed to uh, putting your fear in the back seat where it belongs, and you're ready to do whatever it takes to live in harmony with yourself, then one of these spaces is definitely meant for you. So reach out and let's play. Thanks for listening to another episode. I'm super excited about whatever the next one is. I have no idea what it is, but I'm sure Source is going to channel that and I'm going to share it with you. So enjoy and thank you so much for participating and for supporting this podcast series.